Hi, welcome to the A Quilting Life podcast. I'm Sherry McConnell from A Quilting Life. And I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. <laughs> and we are happy to be with you today. This episode is airing on Monday, May 3rd, 2021. So crazy. I can't believe it, it's, it's May. Ma- we yes. say this every time, every, though. I We're know. like, oh, we can't believe it's February. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it means for us here in Southern Nevada, it means the heat is really on the way. Yeah, we're going to be hitting 100 degree weather this weekend. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're actually taping this just a few days early. So. Yeah. So we're right before the uh, weekend. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but yeah, I don't think so. It's happening whether I like it or not. Yeah. Or mother. <laughs> I have realized that when we get wind, that's what keeps the temperature down. So we've we've had a lot of wind and. But we've had some beautiful 70-degree days, Yeah, it's been worth it. It rained last night, too. It was amazing. Woke me up, actually. Yeah. Um, And we didn't get a lot of rain last year, so it was kind of exciting. Really almost none None. the entire year. Yeah, it was really crazy. Okay. Okay, well, you've got the quilts. Yeah, I'm so excited (laughs) uh, that I finished a couple more. Yay, me. (laughs) Uh, so the quilt on the wall is called Safe Haven, and you probably will recognize these from the live stream, but it's fat eighth friendly, and I would say it's confident, beginner, intermediate, uh, but it is a lot of fun to make, and Marion Bot did the quilting on this one, and actually, uh, it is pretty perfect for a twin-sized bed. Uh, it'll work for a twin size. So I love that about it. That one's a lot of fun. And then uh, the quilt on the table is called Afterglow. And actually this one uh, is fat eighth friendly as well. Totally beginner friendly. This one was a dream to make. Just super quick, super fun, and really shows off all of the prints and fabrics from Sincerely Yours. And just has that really cool uh, gradient to it so you can find these patterns linked and yeah so I'm excited about these awesome I'm really actually excited they're done yeah I bet (laughs) that's what I'm most excited about on to the Uh, next project yeah there's always another one always that's what I'm realizing (laughs) never ends (laughs) yeah and Chelsea mentioned the live stream so we actually thought we'd just start out and have Billy kind of give some kind of stats and information from the you know the back end side of it we really appreciated everyone for being there and watching and really and, appreciated yeah so billy did you want to give us some yeah information? i i think overall it went pretty well probably better than all three of us may have even <laughs> expected it was yeah. funny because i was stressing out about the technical side i'm like man i just hope it like works and everyone can hear us and that it you know because it's our first one and i wasn't worried about you two i was like i know how good as long (laughs) as i can make it work it'll be fine but then find out afterwards they were both nervous about their part of it (laughs) yeah and i don't know if you were nervous about my part or if you were confident i was going to make it work or not but we have a lot of confidence. Yeah, in you. no, we had we total were? confidence okay. in you. We were just nervous. Okay. So that's what I was sort of thinking. So we were the opposite of, of nervousness. And then yeah. I think overall it ended up working out very well. Everyone said they could hear it. I listened to it and watched it again to see what I thought of it. And I, pretty pretty good. And I thought, um, yeah, I might turn it up just a little next time. Might be a little easier to hear. But overall, um, 
the day of the live stream, I think we had, a, or we did have about 1100 people um, all together, at least tune in for one por- point or another. And um, then we reposted the video on Monday, the following Monday, and a lot more people were able to see yeah. it. So I think overall, people were pretty happy as far as they're like, hey, you know, if I can't watch it on a Saturday, then, um, you know, I'll definitely catch it later next time. But overall, it looked like it was pretty, pretty good. And people actually like the idea of Saturdays for the future because I there, saw that. Yeah, yeah like there that. are a lot of other yeah. live streams and we never want to coincide with others because we don't want to have people make a choice, right? Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think overall it was pretty good and yeah, about 1,100 people tuned in from all over the place that day and then oh my goodness. a lot yeah, more people have seen since. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also had a few emails. I think there were a few people who thought it was going to be a Facebook live and they didn't realize it was going to be a YouTube live stream. So hopefully we'll, you know, next time be sure and let everyone know that the platform is YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so funny because like doing the podcast right now, just knowing it's not live, I'm not nervous at all. Right. But literally, like, I was so nervous because I knew people were, like, watching in time. Right. That's And then when Billy, like, said that, I was like, I'm getting clammy. There's yeah. so many people <laughs> viewing, like. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, crazy. Well, good thing neither of you passed out on exactly. the live stream. That would have been. <laughs> we felt like it. Something to remember. Yeah. But now that we've got the monkey off our back, now we. Right. The next time we do one, I'm sure it'll be a lot less nerve wracking for yeah. everybody. You know? Yeah. So. It, was, it was good. So, <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Chelsea and I were just talking earlier. The trunk show format is great. Every time we have, you know, half a dozen, a dozen quilts to share, we can do that, do the, a live stream trunk show and yeah. do the QA along with it. So. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So look forward to more, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we have some more listener questions. Thank you for those, everyone. And I kind of, I pulled from all of the questions and I I went over the last podcast episode, episode 26, and I actually pulled a few questions. Oh, from the comment section. From there as well, from the comment section. Yeah. So, and some of them are quick fire questions and some of them are, require longer answers. So I kind of tried to mix them up together here and... Uh, so we can just get started. Yeah. The first one, what is your opinion on quilt as you go on a block by block basis? I can't handle large quilts on my domestic machine, but I want to try my own quilting. What are the pros and cons? And do you have any demos or tips? And I actually do have just one simple pattern that is a quilt as you go quilt. And it's my simple table runner. And you can actually do it without quilting as you go, but I feel like it's so simple that that would be a great project to try it on. So we'll put a link to that. Oh, cool. Um, But other than that, I haven't done a ton of it. When I do it, it's fine. I've never done a full-size quilt with quilt as you go. I was going to leave this question to you. (laughs) That's what I was wondering, so. I actually, on my paper, I wrote, Mom, Mom, get the answer. (laughs) Yeah, um, some th- there are specific books written just on that topic, and maybe we can yeah. link one of those too. 
That would be good. Yeah. If you have any in mind. Right. I I do know of one that I can link in the description. So, but yeah, I would say try it on a smaller project and some people really love it and they just go to town with it. So Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So the next one says, after you cut out a quilt project and are not piecing yet, how and where do you store the projects? You both said you like to cut out projects um, ahead of time. Uh, storage bins. So there's a couple different sizes I really like, but just, I think I find mine at Walmart. Um, I don't know where you get yours if you buy them online. Uh, but I just put mine in plastic store in storage bins. I mean, and depending on how long you're keeping them in there, I have heard some people say, if you keep things in storage bins too long, they almost have like a weird smell to them. Is that true? Like, have you I, ever heard of that? Yeah, I have from the plastics. Yeah. And I, I do have some things stored in plastic bins, but I actually have more of, you know, scrap pieces stored in the bin so that I'm pulling those out regularly yeah. and use them. But for projects, I have two different, I have an Ikea rolling cart. That's the so other one I was going to Yeah, mention. it has three layers and I can put a project or even several projects in each yeah. cubby. And then I also have from Container Store, uh, maybe I can pop up a picture of that, but I have an Alpha drawer unit and I like it because it has the mesh drawers and so air circulates around. Yeah. And I, I keep most of my current projects in one of those two Oh, the Alpha is the one I'm thinking about because you gave me one. Yeah, and I gave, yeah. Yes, and I've been keeping things in there because, yeah, somebody had mentioned that to me and I was like, oh, well, maybe it needs some airflow. (laughs) Like, that is a smart idea. So, I mean, I feel like if it's super short term and you just need to keep it somewhere, a storage bin will work perfect. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the Alpha, if anyone, you know, if you're looking into something like that, Right. It's great for storage. So, and, and then some other ideas are project bags. And some of them have plastic fronts so you can see what's in them. And you could actually yes. leave those unzipped to let the air in when you're not using them. Yeah. I, I love taking those on trips. I love putting all my projects in a project you bag. You do love taking those on trips. Yeah. If we go take trips again someday, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, I feel like those are kind of the main baskets, bins. Yeah. Baskets are great. Airflow, you know, without a lid. And, and then the the Ikea carts and the container store. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, that's how we store yeah. most of our projects. Okay, number three, how do you use the diagonal seam tape with big blocks? <laughs> so uh, I'm looking my, at mom like, I know what I would say, but well, my tell me. sewing table, it for big blocks, there really isn't enough space to yes. stretch out the tape. So if I'm sewing on a block that is going to be too big to where that tape is effective, I will just draw the lines. That's exactly that, what I wrote okay. down. I so. Well, I was just curious what you were going to say, because if it really is that big, yeah, right. just I'll just draw the line. Right. Like, and normally when you're working with bigger blocks, meaning you're working with bigger pieces, you're not going to have as many. Right. So you're not going to be drawing as many lines, right. I figure. Good point. So yeah. to me, draw the lines because then you know it's going to be perfect and you're not playing a guessing game. Right. So 
Yeah, <laughs> so good. Funny. I was wondering, because I know we had talked about the diagonal seam tape before, and you said you only use it, and I thought, oh, I wonder if she knows something that I don't know. Well, it's so, so funny, because sometimes when there's a question like this, where I literally, most of the time, I'm like, oh, I know what my mom will say. Uh-huh. But on some things, I'm like intimidated. I'm like, oh. what if, will mom say? <laughs> like, what if what if my way is like wrong? Oh. Which is not a good way to look at it. But no, not at all. It's so, so funny though. We both looked at each other like, are you going to answer that one first? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, we both had the same answer on that one. <laughs> the, good the next, to know. Yeah. The next question is from an Australian, an Aussie, and she didn't know from a couple episodes ago what a pillow sham is. And I was really grateful to see this on the comments because, you know, we have these words in our vocabulary that we assume are internationally understood, but sometimes they're not. Just like yeah. when we were at market and Janet Clare was telling us that in the UK they call cookies biscuits yes remember yeah so I was like oh okay now I I understand so yeah so a pillow sham the way we were talking about it is a quilted cover for the pillow for the pillow where the pillow I think the difference between a sham and a case is that a case the pillow just slides in Mm -hmm. and a sham it completely covers the pillow either with a zipper or a backing yeah you have a fully connected backing fully encased yeah fully encased yeah. yeah. So that that is how we were discussing. And we were discussing quilted pillow shams yeah. in that podcast episode. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, put that one in. And then also, if there are ever any other terms that anyone doesn't understand, because we know we have people watching from all over the world, just let us know and and we will do our best. Yeah. Okay. Do you cut the pinking off the edge of honey bun slash jelly rolls if using it next to a more sheer color like white or ivory, etc.? You can if you really feel like that is going to peek through uh, your quilt top, like if you can see it. I, I never do. I've never had an issue with it. I don't think you would have an issue with it. Um, I really don't think that tiny pinking on the edge will be visible. I really don't. Yeah, I think it would only occur if if the fabrics were super dark and the background was super light, but I haven't. I've never had that that happen with the pinking. Yeah. And I sew with pre-cuts like a lot. So uh, I don't cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need to. Yeah. Just my opinion though. Yeah, no, there was another question too. I didn't put it on the page, but she was working with um, a Moda pre-cut and the pinking and she said her blocks were off a little bit. And I rarely have that issue as well. I sew from the outer edges mm-hmm. of the pinking, but I did actually cut up a layer cake the other day that was quite a bit bigger than 10 inches. And really? I thought, wow, this hasn't really happened in a long time. So there are occasions where, and and I guess maybe measure your pre-cuts and if you need to trim them down to size. Wow, I've never them. had that happen on no, a No, it was the first time in a quite a long time that I had noticed that. Wow. So, yeah. Hmm, interesting. And it wasn't just like 10 and an 8. It was almost 10 and a 4th. Really? Some of the layer cake squares. So I don't know. That is so crazy. If that was just an anomaly. Yeah. Or, yeah. Hmm, interesting. So, 
Okay. Ooh, this one's for you. Yeah. So we had... This one kind of made me laugh. <laughs> it was... Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. And it's followed up by one that's specifically yes. for Chelsea. Yeah. So, yeah. So it says, I have two questions for Sherry. How do you balance mom life when you work so closely with Chelsea and also Billy on the tech side? So that's the first question. So I'll do that one first. So <laughs> first of all, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not really in the mom business unless they ask me a mom question yes. anymore because of their ages, right? Like some, We both are now in our 30s. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, Chelsea. Oh, thank you, Billy, yeah. for announcing that. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Chelsea just turned 30 yesterday as of, 30. as of recording. So, uh, yeah. So, entered the new stage, you guys. Yeah. So we only have one child now in his 20s. So, but, you know, I mean, as parents, dun, dun, dun. You, you, I mean, probably always feel like you could give your kids advice, but we try really hard not to <laughs> butt in unless they ask us. And so... Uh, yeah, I think I try. I'm sure I'm not perfect. I'm sure I mess up here and there. But, uh, well, I, I could pipe into okay. I mean, yeah, I, think I want to pipe it's, in. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, as far as yeah. what we've been, because it's really been about a year now that I've been really tackling the, the YouTube and then we started right. the podcast last summer. So we're, and we're coming up on a year. On the podcast, really, right? Uh, being actually, yeah, one more actually, month. I think it was June first was our first yeah. episode release. I actually looked it up the other day, yeah, because so, I wanted to know. So yeah. we're one month away. I wanted to do something cool for our year. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, actually, we will. Oh, I think I had some cool. ideas, but <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I to me it's been great because, and it it was because I had to start working from home that I decided to jump into this more but i mean i feel like it's been really easy it's easier for me to work with my mom than it is to work at my regular job <laughs> with other people I, I, I don't because we're related we're on sort of on the same page or because um yeah i i, I know nothing about quilting and my mom doesn't know a whole lot about the technology side as much i mean you, you right. do the photography <laughs> right so i guess because we really do our own things as long as we know when we're filming and recording and all that then works pretty well for us yeah you two might be different because you both do well, the same thing but i don't know oh. it's <laughs> i think and i always tell people this well this dynamic is really really cool uh -huh. this dynamic is cool with us you know all three of us working together but the dynamic between my mom and i has always worked really well too and and not to say that there aren't like, oh, well, I like this fabric. You know, we've talked about before when right. choosing different fabrics. But for us, I feel like it's always really, really worked, you know. Uh, but it's just, it cracks me up because I had just uh, spoken to my parents last night. And um, something funny happened and everyone laughed. And I just, I, I feel like I call you all the time. <laughs> and so when somebody brought this up, I'm like, they know. They know I'm like always like, they must know that I'm always like calling my parents, like asking for advice and stuff. Like, so mom definitely has that mom role still going on, <laughs> probably forever, especially with me, because 
I'm always asking for life advice. Well, um, and you and my other sister both have kids, so very you true. guys right. probably ask more advice. Me and Sean do not. Yeah, so, very yeah. true. That's actually yeah important to note. So yeah. mom still does, you know, the uh, mom advice duties with me <laughs> for sure. I was just cracking up at that because definitely still relevant yeah. in mom's life. Well, I feel like also my husband, his family had a business. And so he grew up with a, a family business that was started by his grandmother and that his father worked in and his brother and one of his sisters. And he all worked there. So he kind of, you know, <laughs> I don't say get, gave advice, but he, he had that experience. So I yeah. feel like he's really good at kind of mitigating stuff too, like giving suggestions and uh, and I feel like, I don't know, lately with productivity, I've tried to like find ways to communicate with both of you without overwhelming, <laughs> you know, I've tried Trello. I don't know if Billy really likes Trello, but I've been like, Hey, I'm going to put this on Trello and then yeah. you can pull it when you need it, you know? So I'm not like interrupting into your life as much. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, there's, there's lots of different dynamics but we i think all feel blessed yes. to be able to work with each other yeah definitely i yeah. certainly do that's so funny though because sometimes billy will ask well when when works for everyone to podcast and he'll he'll call me mom says whenever is best for you because you have children <laughs> right. and so yeah you are really good at that you always so. try to make it work out so yeah Oh, the it's children. the job of the producer. We, I got to get everyone on the same page. <laughs> yes, yeah. you do. You do. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one of Billy's uh, tasks he has to deal with. Yeah. And I feel like um, on that note, because you told me you were going to do a vacation. So I figure like, yeah, we probably got to figure out some way to communicate with each other now that things are opening up again. And yeah. we can. Yeah. So that we can. We're kind of doing a staycation. Yeah. So we can stay on the same page and yeah. still be able to do those things yeah, i thought of that yeah summer's coming up yeah that's true a couple of places i'm going so yeah. we might oh, really? be doing some pre-recorded yeah podcast yeah. episodes right up, definitely over the summer that works so. for me yeah and i want to go somewhere too when our bathroom <laughs> is done we, guys, we decided a week after the bathroom's the bathroom done we're going somewhere is like a predicament and mom is ready to get out of her house so, but uh yeah so, and then there was a second part to that question. Oh, there is. I forgot. Really one. quickly. It says, do your other children have an interest in the business? And um, I have another daughter and another son. And my other daughter is currently expecting her third child. They're all five and under. So she's very busy. She's very busy. So I feel like if she ever wanted to start sewing or, or doing anything like that, would it would be a few years down the road. Yeah. And my youngest son is actually currently <laughs> currently living with us <laughs> while he's job hunting after graduating from college. And he has been stuffing patterns. Yes. Yes. You so. do not get to stay with mom unless you want to work, you guys. Yeah. So he, after the first couple hours, he was just like, really? This is what you do? I was cracking up when he told me that. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear what you think. Because like so many people ask and I'm like, it is tedious work. Yeah. And so you will probably sit here bagging pattern patterns for hours. Yeah. And even my husband is like, oh my goodness, don't look at me. I don't want to <laughs> say, I don't want to have to do this for you. Right. 
Yeah. If, if he so w- he wasn't here the day we did the live stream, but if he was, I'm sure <laughs> I, as an older brother, I would have made sure that he was yeah, um, helping, helping with the quilts as well with, right. with dad and Isabel. So. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't have gotten very far until Billy found him. Yeah. No. And his fiance actually came for a visit and he had her folding patterns <gasps> too. He did. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. That so, is so anyway, Sean. that's his involvement so far. But um, yeah, he does have an economics degree, so he might he might be able to get into advising us all someday. Who knows? <laughs> I feel so. like I do call him for stuff like that. Though. Yeah. I'm like, help me learn how to invest. He's really good with economics. I mean, he loves it. So, okay. Uh, Chelsea. Yes. I'm going to read the next one. Uh, Chelsea, with a young family, do you ever find it really hard to keep it all balanced and finish all that needs to be done in your business and keep the family balance in check? Um, yes, it is. I, I wish I could tell you all that everything is, you know, hunky dory and just perfect and works together seamlessly. And, uh, that's just not the truth. I still have a house to take care of kids to take care of. I'm homeschooling, uh, mixed in with work and just everything. Uh, I really try to be kind to myself because it just is not all going to get done. There has to be a balance. And so I, but I do make it work. Uh, I find time to work. And also my kids are getting older, which has helped. I was telling someone recently when I, when the business really started, Finn was almost, uh, he was, he was a little over one years old. And so it really has helped my kids getting older and my oldest is almost 10. And so she really, and my mom knows like she's super, super helpful and very responsible. And so I make it work, but that does not mean that it is uh, easy or like what you may see on Instagram is like perfect and everything that the behind the scenes can get you know, a little crazy, but we make it work. So, and I, I think I found a pretty good balance. I'm actually feeling, I was going to tell you, I'm feeling really good about work right now. Like I've been getting a lot done. March was really hard for me, but yeah, we're making it work and school is almost done. And (laughs) I called my mom the other day and I'm like, I registered my kids for school. So they're going back next year. (laughs) I don't know how excited they are. But out where we are, we're actually, our school will be open five days a week this fall mm-hmm. unless any major changes happen. So I made the decision to enroll them for next year. So I think that yeah. might be a blessing, actually, because I have had a whole year homeschooling them and having them in school, it might be like, wow, there really is so much time. Right. Like, Six hours is a long time, right? So that's a lot of time to get work done. But yeah, you're gonna yeah. find your days are really yes much more. I open. think it'll be great for yeah. productivity. So yeah, hopefully that answered that question. Yeah, that was a good question. And I mean, overall, you started like mom didn't take off till I was like completely out of house, like your blog and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe even Candace was like a senior or, or or she was out or something, you know, at least she had 
two kids out of the house or about right. out of the house and yeah. then your other kids right. are a lot older. I was still in the house. I mean, yeah. your kids have been young the last five years. Yeah. So right. Really For young. sure. Don't be too hard on yourself. Right. Thank you. That, yeah. you know. It's very sweet of you, Billy. Yeah. And then with the <laughs> pandemic and everything that yes. that brought with it, that just, yeah, it's it's been hard for all yeah. parents who've been working at home with young kids. So yeah, you've done a great job. Oh my goodness. So. Thank you guys. <laughs> So the next question said, Sherry, as you were planning oh, your bathroom we're redo, back on the bathroom. did you use your quilting background to plan out the room for designs and colors? And we talked about this a little bit about yeah, we did inspiration. actually. Yeah, that I got at the tile shop. But I definitely think that quilting played into that just because I was always thinking about contrast in there. Yep. And so, and, and you and did a great job. So, and <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. And so with, you know, we ended up doing two bathrooms and I was, and in the one bathroom, we didn't change out anything, cabinets or yeah. counters or, uh, so I, ne- I needed to make the new stuff work, coordinate yeah. and contrast with what was in there. But the interesting so. thing about that guest bathroom is the shower you really did, you chose a uh, really more geometric themed tile uh-huh. and it turned out really good I thought so it, oh I love that yeah so yeah in really fact I've been pretty. using that shower because ours isn't ready yet but I'm actually really jealous <laughs> I was gonna so I'm like I want to use that shower but yeah and I really did think about colors and contrast I think I think most from quilting I think that uh topic of contrast yeah so really played into the decor yeah I feel like that really goes hand in hand with home design and interior design like uh especially with quilts like I mean they add that extra yeah something yeah and then texture too I guess we I thought about texture and the other thing I thought was interesting was we are painting the cabinets in the bathroom but once I got everything in I really thought they would look good as they are. And nobody else thought that except for Chelsea. And I thought that was interesting because you are a quilter. And it's just that they're kind of older. And so that's why we finally decided to paint them. Oh, so you are going to go ahead and paint that. No, we are just because... I actually think that's fine. I think you're going white, right? I think the white will be fine. But yeah, that is interesting because I did note because of the contrast. Right. If they were in better condition, I don't think they would need to be painted. Yeah, but you're right. Right. There is wear and tear on them. But I think that's also fine because... Uh, the palette is still going to look really great. It's just right. going to look more modern. Right. So yeah, here we go talking so, about okay <laughs> design. and So, and the next question goes right back to quilting. And so she wanted to know, are there any guidelines for combining different sizes of prints? And Chelsea's quilt on the table is perfect example. Perfect example. That. We've got you know, these smaller daisies and these big polka dots, and these are in the middle. And this has, yeah. Yeah. So I really loved that question because I always feel, and will tell people, you need to have a good balance of large scaled prints and smaller scaled prints. And that typically when we're working with a fabric line, you know, we really like to have a lot of small, medium, and large prints. But when you're putting together a quilt, I don't like, like even these two polka dots are a little close for me. I really tried to 
keep everything, uh, you know, a good balance. I don't want a ton of large scale prints right next to each other. Right. You want to spread them out because visually it's, uh, it's, it looks better. Right. And your eye, you know, it keeps everything evenly distributed. Uh, so that's what I would say. You really want to have a good balance of both. Yeah. And that also goes, this is a little bit off topic, but the same, you'll notice this fabric line has a lot of geometric basics and florals. So I say the same with that. You need to have a good balance of, you know, basics and florals as well. I think to me, for me, that's what I like to work with, you know, so. Right. Yeah. And now when I'm laying out blocks, I, I like to separate the, the, you know, the, purples in this collection are really dark and bold and so you see Chelsea's got one up there and one down here so that it balances and so I like to balance you know the darks and the lights yeah and the same thing with the size of the print balance the the larger prints with the smaller prints and and with this quilt on the table because she did the color gradation as you know almost like a variegated piece of thread then I feel like her placement of the size of the prints mattered more. Yeah, for Be- sure. Yeah. So and and also what mom was talking about on this safe haven quilt, if you're watching the YouTube. Uh so the what happens when you use a really deep uh colored print, like these dark purples that we have in here, mm-hmm. if I were to cluster them all on one side of the quilt the eye is going to literally be drawn to that side. It will make the quilt feel off balance. Yeah. And so you really have to be careful. Even even these reds, like this this red print is, is fine, but you still have to make sure you're separating right. everything so that it, it relaxes while looking. It, it's more relaxing to look at. Right, so yeah. There's a lot. Just but easy on the eyes when they're balanced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I thought that was a great question. I, I just feel like as far as, because she used the word guidelines in her question, it would just be the guideline is to balance things out. Yeah. Yeah. Keep them balanced. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how I get this question a lot, uh, email Etsy. How do you figure out fabric requirements for a pattern that you would like to make bigger? Uh, it, I feel like if you want to make the pattern bigger, add blocks or add borders. To me that I, I I didn't know if specifically this person was wanting to know to change the sizes of the blocks specifically. Uh oh, I didn't even think about th- that reading it that way. That's immediately what I thought of. Oh, interesting. Um, but to me, if you really want to make the quilt bigger, it is uh I feel like s- super simple to just add blocks or borders. Yeah. Borders are going to give you a lot of extra inches on your quilt. Yeah. I mean, and they're pretty too. So. Right. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm doing this, if I'm estimating, I'll always estimate on the big side so that I have plenty. Yeah. So I always think, like, you know, the same thing. I'll look at how many blocks can be made using what is there. Yes. And I'll kind of like just do some quick math and think if I have to double the amount of blocks or just do half again as many. Yeah. And 
And then I'll, if, if I've doubled the blocks, I'll double my backgrounds. Yeah. And then I'll have extra. Yeah. So I, I did. Kinda... But yeah, when I read that, I looked, I'm like, this could go one or two ways. Yeah. Let's think I didn't about even this. think about changing the size of the block. For yeah. That. But also sometimes if I really need to know, I will get on my computer, my EQ and I can. Yeah. It'll help you change, figure that out. Design it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay. Uh, number 11 says, do you both always sew with the exact quarter inch seam allowance? Yes. yes almost <laughs> always. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Very few instances in which I wouldn't. Right. Uh, well, I guess occasionally if I'm doing bags. Yeah. I don't sew. I will I don't really do bags. I don't sew as bags yeah, like you do. I'll sometimes you do a, a half inch seam so that there, there's more stability. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably the only case. Clothing is always five eighths of an inch, I feel yeah. like. But yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, when choosing colors for the quilt, do you have a formula for coloration? I generally choose a dark, medium, and light, but not sure how many colors or variations. I want a scrappy look. Uh, generally, yeah, I'd love to have a mix of dark, medium, and light prints in a mm-hmm. quilt. That, I mean, sincerely, yours is literally the definition for that. It's like has all of that right uh i feel like with a scrappy look yeah that's i think you want all dark medium right and light uh prints but i don't know scrappy is like there's so many different ways you could do scrappy which is why i'm like because i mean you could do an all scrappy low volume quilt if you wanted you know that's like exactly uh so sometimes when I hear scrappy, I'm like, but scrappy can be anything you want it to be. Right. Like, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, but generally for quilts, yeah, I like to have uh, dark, medium, and light prints. I feel like that's how I, like, our palettes work that way. Right. Regardless. Yeah. I I like to have a few different shades of each color. Yes. At least a couple yes. shades of each color. Yeah. And we've been doing that more lately. Like right. Like a few blues. Right. A few, you know. Yeah. So we do various so, shades in this one, of course. Right. Like. <laughs> or like Balboa had the dark gray and the light gray. Yes. So, yeah. I like to have some gradation, I guess, in the, yeah. with different Same shades. Here. And, yeah. And usually for... You know, she's just talking about colors, so she's not talking about prints. But yeah, you can you can have dark, medium, and light colors, and then have multiple prints. Yeah, to make it more scrappy. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Oh. Okay, then we got some okay. non sewing questions that were fun to add in again. And we're really yeah, they, glad this they is came happening. In, yeah. yeah, you guys asked for them. And we they, asked for that. Delivered. Yes. <laughs> So I'm really excited, and these ones are about food. Yeah. So now I'm hungry again. We've got three of them. Yeah. So. I'm really excited. Okay. You want to start with the first one? Yes, I'm going to start with the first one. <laughs> Favorite recipe for dinners that you typically make for your family? So with young kids, it is actually quite difficult <laughs> to find a meal that every child likes, along with the adults. Uh, but there is one and what makes it so cool for me is it was my favorite childhood one of my very favorite childhood meals and my grandma used to make it for me every time I visited her uh, and stayed with her Uh, she would make meatball stroganoff and it is just a comfort food for me and she made it every single time and you would make it mom 
Uh, but all of my kids love it. It oh. is one of their absolute favorite uh, recipes. I haven't made that in so long. I need to Let make that. Let me make it for you. I have perfected. <laughs> you have perfected grandma's perfe- recipe. Because I actually add fresh mushrooms into the sauce. Oh, yeah, that would oh, be good. Oh, my goodness. And extra sour cream and extra Worcestershire. Oh. Guys, I might be doing a recipe on my blog. <laughs> yeah, I think I need that. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good. So... That's one of the very few things besides like spaghetti and mm-hmm. stuff and pizza that the kids will all eat. So we oh. have this quite like Ashton asks for it. I mean, every week. Wow. It's great. I yeah. haven't had it in a couple years. Really. You are coming to my house. So yeah. I'm going to make you. I need. Yeah. Let me do this for you. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> this is such a funny question because my youngest was here for his birthday and I said, well, what do you want for dinner? And so he asked for this chicken divan that I used to make when you guys were younger. the time. And I hadn't made it in four or five years. I actually had to call your sister because I know she makes it pretty regularly and say, hey, wait, do you cook the broccoli for... I couldn't remember. It had been so long, but then we made it and my husband and I were like, wow, this is really good. We haven't had this. And that is one of my favorite childhood. I'll wait till a couple questions later. Yeah. I may or may not have put that one down. But I feel like for me, something typical that I do is just because there aren't any Asian restaurants out here where we live, I do a lot of stir fry vegetables with chicken and and rice and do here. like a soy sauce mm-hmm. and gi- fresh ginger. And I I make that frequently because I haven't been out to eat Asian food in so long. Yeah. I love it. We used to have a really, really amazing restaurant here in our town. Uh, it was really, really good. Yeah. Like great orange chicken, mm-hmm. great, I mean, just the best food. And it was just like another family comfort food. Uh, right. And yeah, they're not here anymore. And we're so sad. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. And then I make just easy nachos a lot too with yes, refried you beans do. and I was sad I didn't ground beef and stay for that and, the other day. Yeah. We used okay. to have nachos every Sunday. Oh, we used do you to remember make them that? Sunday after every church Sunday. because it was so easy to throw in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next okay. one says... If you could, still on the subject of food, if you could eat anything in the world, what would it be and what country would it come from? Uh, If I could eat something every day for the rest of my life is basically the way I took this, it would be sushi. Mm. My husband actually introduced me to sushi when we were dating and I thought, oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, Mason and introduced you to it. He Billy did. Didn't it wasn't it? even Billy. Oh, What's I so funny it been Billy. is then, yeah, I didn't realize Billy was such an avid sushi eater, and I, I literally could eat it every day. He just took me out on my birthday to go have sushi. Um, so yeah, sushi would be amazing oh to have every day. So mine would be. Something from Italy, probably pasta. <laughs> you are a pasta person. Yeah. yeah. If you, yeah. Noki pasta. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anything. It would probably be Italian food. Anything pasta. I, I love good pizza too. So, what about you, Billy? Yeah, mm. Billy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I'm guessing pick something from another country. Is right. Right. The, huh. Yeah. You guys both sort of. Said your favorites? I, I, I like a good Italian restaurant. There's a few Italian restaurants in, in Vegas that I like to go to. 
That would be sort of tough though, because I do. There's a good Japanese restaurant. It has sushi, but it also has um, some other traditional Japanese food there as well. So oh, you'll have to tell yeah, me. Yeah, you guys. I don't know. Maybe is. maybe you both started talking about Japanese food and then Italian food. So that's <laughs> on my mind. I really like Korean barbecue too. So yeah, I, I I'm sort of a foodie in a uh, way. I, yeah, there's nothing I won't try yeah. or eat. So. <laughs> I, I also love tacos too. I, uh, yeah, no, I love tacos as well. F- shrimp tacos, fish tacos. Oh, fish tacos are great. Chicken tacos. Taco, yeah. Tacos you can't go are wrong with Right tacos. after Italian. Yeah. Tacos are great. Okay. Last question. Final question. Same subject, food. <laughs> uh, what is... <laughs> Your favorite birthday meal. Um, so it's funny because you just mentioned my younger brother, Sean. He had his... So our birthdays are a week apart, but we're four years apart. So uh, I put down, actually, because I was craving it after you told me that. I'm like, you want to know what? I'm just going to put down chicken to van because that's something you probably would have made me. But sushi, I think, would be... That's where my husband took me. Uh, but me, my husband's mother, uh, for actually a few years in a row, I asked for this. And actually, I asked for this after uh, each of my children were born. She would make me dinner and bring it over. Uh, so I'm going to couple it with that. She makes amazing fried chicken. Oh. And my mom knows this because she's had it before. And she couples it with, she has a very secret family recipe for potato, potato salad. Potato salad, yeah. And it truly is unlike any other potato salad and don't ask for the recipe because I don't even know it. Uh, (laughs) It was passed down from my husband's grandmother to her and only to her. And so the potato salad is amazing. So that I think would be one of my very favorite birthday meals. Um, Fried chicken and potato salad. And And then also I can't go without thinking – my mom, because I don't like cake. Uh, I've never liked cake. I especially don't like chocolate cake. Yeah. I know it's crazy. (laughs) And every year my mom would make, she finally just settled and was like, okay, I'm going to make you an ice cream cake for your birthday every year. (laughs) Truly one of the greatest things I've ever tasted. It has like angel food cake in it. Right. Uh, and sherbet, and she would always make that for me, and so I always felt uh, pretty important that she would, uh, you know, just not make a cake out of the box. She would make me a full-on ice cream cake, and so yeah, and that, that was something special. Is, is your dad's mom's recipe? Oh, cool! Yeah, that's oh, Gammy's recipe. So yeah, thank you for doing that yeah. for me all those years. Uh, for me, when I was a kid, I always wanted pizza for my birthday meal. So, but now I feel like. I would rather have something from a, a really nice restaurant, you yeah. know, some type of crusted fish <laughs> or, um, a, you know, a nice lobster bisque and oh, yes, shrimp cocktail. I would, yeah. Like a steakhouse kind of yeah. fancy dinner. What about you, Billy? Favorite birthday oh, meal? Favorite birthday. Every, yeah, the, the last five years I go and get an order of, Chicken wings from my favorite, <laughs> really favorite place. Yep, that's yeah, well, that's, that's sort of it for now. You. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Isabel, my girlfriend, she makes. She's the last few years. She's made a very good 
chocolate cake that she makes for me every year too. So oh. yeah, chicken wings and chocolate my chocolate cake, cake after. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I don't, I try to, I love chicken wings. They, I eat them more during football season, <sighs> but um, I try to not eat them too much because, <laughs> you know, they're deep fried yeah. chicken wings, try to be health conscious. So, but on my birthday, I always go and you order order more than work. I can eat uh-huh. and eat till I'm full and then have my chocolate cake. And that's, yeah, that's sort of my new tradition. <laughs> oh, it's, okay. It's been that yeah. way for Your dad loves years chicken now. wings too. Oh, yeah. Dad yeah, I got was it from just him. talking about with, chicken wings before the podcast. With blue cheese with dressing, blue cheese. not ranch. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just like they originally were made in Buffalo. And right. the place I go in Vegas, the guys from Buffalo. Oh, cool. They're very traditional Buffalo Wings. Oh, cool! It's not Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop. It's yeah, right. not not like knocking those places, but this is a a, a Buffalo a, a original Buffalo guy. That yeah. is so funny. Yeah. Literally, right before we started this, you might have been getting ready. Dad was like, <laughs> "I could really go for some wings right now." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that's those were good questions. And now I'm really hungry. So. Yeah, I'm starving now. <laughs> We're taping this before dinner. So, yeah. So I guess that's a wrap for today, probably. Yeah. Yes. I, I do have one like quick announcement, on, oh, again, oh. on the tech side. So a b- more than half of the listeners that listen to the podcast only not watch on YouTube, I, I noticed because I can, we don't get, I don't get a lot of information about people. I don't know who anyone is or anything. I can just yeah. see where people are from, and what apps they listen on. Okay. And more than half of uh, the listeners listen on the Apple Podcast app. Oh, interesting. So there was just an update. If you update your iPhone and the Apple Podcast apps looks very different now, but just sort of giving everyone a heads up, you don't subscribe to the podcast anymore. You follow it. They changed that. Um, It shouldn't really make a big difference if you already subscribe to us or anything, but um, just a little podcast uh industry update that's good to know (laughs) i hadn't noticed that yet maybe i need to update my phone and there's some new features i'm looking into that we might be able to add some bonus episodes into the future with it but i'll I'll explain more of that later so but just if anyone's interested in that stuff the update to that awesome awesome okay all right, that well, was fun. Today. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Our next episode will be yes. Monday, May seventeenth, and I'm inching closer to the year mark. Yes, so. yes, <laughs> that's so crazy to think about. Like right. almost a year. Yeah, and we've stayed world. on schedule too for we have. almost we have. the whole year. That's really we, good. That's, yeah, <laughs> we've been consistent, you guys. Yeah, we've done that kind of by well by looking ahead and figuring mm-hmm. out yeah. when we need to tape. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. 